I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. to the third episode of make it cute where we do all things cute we make things cute we shake things cute and we bake things cute and pretty much anything that ends with ache and it cute um we're making a lot of things cute today so i'm so happy that you're joining back for this third episode i hope that you've enjoyed the past couple episodes we're actually gonna not talk about music today which this podcast is a food podcast it's a cocktail podcast And the topics each week are a little bit random. We're talking about one of my favorite things, and that is autumn, fall, just the change of the seasons. I know my seasonal depression is hitting, and I'm sure other people's are. So I was inspired to make an episode to hopefully highlight all the amazing things that are coming our way in the next couple months, as well as just get us prepared and excited for the fall season. We are in this part of the year, what I would like to call fall adjacent, meaning that we're right on the brink of being in fall. We're not quite there. The temperature is getting a little bit cooler at night, still pretty hot during the day, still going to the pool, still going to the beach. But, you know, we're about to swap out our beach towels for bonfires, and I'm so excited about it. In this episode, I just kind of want to talk about some of my favorite fall activities, maybe some suggestions for fall activities socially distant, as well as some of my favorite fall recipes. I'm so excited to share these recipes with you this episode. 
it's going to be very heavy on fall. Hint, there will be pumpkin involved. But I just want to start out with a story. So whenever I first left for college back in 2015, I was starting my freshman year. I was having a little bit of separation anxiety from home. I missed my family. I missed hanging out and I missed my siblings. Siblings are one of those things that whenever you live with them 24-7, you don't really think about what life is like without them. But then whenever you go from living with your siblings to living with just a roommate and being surrounded by your friends all the time, while it's a fun change, it's a lot different. And me being my sibling's older brother, I wanted to go back and start a tradition with them. That last week of September, I went home and we started our inaugural pumpkin patch cookie making day and I want to walk you through it a little bit because it was just such a huge part of my college life every year for four years straight I would go home and we would have this fall day where we would go to a pumpkin patch we would go shopping we would make fall themed cookies which I will not be disclosing my top secret royal icing recipe maybe in a later episode but let me tell you they were cute and they were delicious But I just want to share a little bit of me with you during this episode, as well as, you know, get into some other things, fall fall fashion, fall foods. We'll talk about it all in this episode. And fall is just such a fun word because it rhymes with so many other words. So, like I said, I would go home every around September, October, and take my siblings out. What would we do? So we would start the day out by going to a pumpkin patch at our local farm and we would all take pictures with pumpkins. My best friends from high school would come with me and act as another set of eyes because when we first started this, my siblings were pretty young and I definitely needed that extra set of hands when necessary. So we would start at the pumpkin patch, get some really cute pumpkin pictures. I have pictures from all four years of us holding pumpkins and just being surrounded by pumpkins. Then we would always get a hayride up to the corn maze. And the corn maze was always one of our favorite parts. Trying to solve it each year was always such a fun time. And I think corn mazes are just so fun because, you know, you make one wrong turn, you have to turn around, you got to keep going. And it's a very collaborative, almost team sport-esque type deal where you're working together, you're trying to escape, and you're trying not to kill each other in the process. Um, I think that was always a big bonding moment for all of us. And then we would go and we would you know, sit by a bonfire for a little bit, or we would try samples of the local produce. A lot of vendors would have like local jams and jellies that they would have on display for people to try. And it was always such a good time and so delicious. Then we would leave the farm after a couple hours of hanging out, go shopping and just, you know, go to lunch and just have a day out. We never really had a succinct plan. We would always just kind of play it by the seat of our pants. And that was the beauty of having like kind of a spontaneous full day. We would always start with the pumpkins. And that was our tradition. Start with the pumpkins, start with the hayride, start with the cornets, and let the wind kind of take us where we go. And then after we do our day of shopping and eating, we finally return back to my house to make and decorate fall cookies. So we did ghost one year, we did pumpkins, usually the rest of the years, and our pumpkin cookies, I was looking back at the progress pictures from the first year we made it to the year that I perfected my royal icing recipe. And let me tell you, the improvement is astonishing. 
we improved so much on our cookie making. We became a well-oiled machine developed in a really awesome system for actually getting these cookies out and cooled and frosted. And yeah, it was just such a fun time. And then we would finish off the night by watching a movie. Whenever my siblings were a little bit younger, we would start off with like you know like a monster house or a Coraline but then we worked our way up to some more scary movies and I just wanted to share that little piece of myself because that is a memory that I look back on and I smile and I cherish and it's very important to me just to have that fun fall day and have those memories um, with my siblings so Bouncing off of that fall activity, I want to talk about some of the fall activities I have planned for this upcoming year since we are living in a very different world than usual. Because as much as I would love to take my siblings to the pumpkin patch, I don't know if the farm's going to be open. I don't know what the guidelines are going to be looking like. So what are some things that we can potentially do socially distant and just being aware that we're still living in a very interesting world. One thing that I am planning on doing this fall is a drive to go see leaves. And funny thing is one of my producers and I, we were texting back and forth because she ended up doing a trip in the New England area during peak week, which is basically the week where all the leaves turn. I have Central Park about 20 minutes away from me and I can definitely go and do fall walks and check out the foliage, but I would love to do a fall drive, just have some nice good fall relaxing indie music on in the background, driving down the road, crisp air, wearing my favorite sweater. And that's just something that I'm so looking forward to. It's socially distant, it's safe, and you get to still partake in the fall foliage. And that's something that's super cool to do. Another thing that I'm planning on doing is fall picnics. That kind of that kind of corresponds with the fall walks I mentioned earlier that I'll be taking. I plan on just taking like a little charcuterie board, whether it's for one or two people, just sitting down at a park or on a bench or something, admiring the fall air, admiring the fall leaves, and just eating. Of course, I will be socially distant and I will have my mask on when I'm near others. But for that time, it's something that's easy to, you know, step out of my apartment and relax and just kind of partake the beauty that is fall. Fall is very much so a season of change. A lot of people talk about spring cleaning, but I'm a huge advocate for fall cleaning. This past weekend, I ended up cleaning out my entire storage closet, my fridge, and I'm just doing a complete fall refresh. I think people associate cleaning with spring because it's a time of rebirth, renewal, and they associate fall with like, oh, the leaves are dying. I think that there's a lot of beauty in the leaves changing, and I see it as a time to change myself and to pivot myself as well. So that's what I tend to do. And with that in mind, like the home cleaning type deal, I am so extremely excited because I started my fall decorating. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. I know it's only like the second or third week of September, but my pumpkins are all out. I have pumpkins in every shape, size, fabric. Just, I have pumpkins everywhere right now. I have pumpkins on my door, pumpkins on my couch, pumpkins on my bed, just pumpkins everywhere. The color orange has thrown up in my apartment in the best way possible. Well, it's more of a rust, but you know what I mean. 
I absolutely love pumpkins for decor, but I also love pumpkins for consumption. And that is kind of what inspired today's cocktail. Today's cocktail is a little atypical, as in it's a hot cocktail. And I figured with the cooler weather, we might want something warmer to be going inside of us and something to hold and something to drink. So I wanted to make a boozy pumpkin spice latte. You heard that correctly. A boozy pumpkin spice latte. So a couple weeks ago, I posted on my TikTok a recipe for a pumpkin spice latte. We are going to be using that as the base recipe. I'm going to also highlight it here, but just in case you think oh this recipe sounds familiar you may have seen that there if you follow me on that platform i love pumpkin spice lattes i got one on the day that it first came out that was my goal i went to go get a pumpkin spice latte i went to the mall i went shopping it was just the most beautiful day in my opinion to do all of that and that kind of had an impact on this because i was like wait, this would be so good if this had alcohol in it because, you know, we can't forget the booze on this. So, pumpkin spice latte, but make it boozy. How are we going to make this? We are going to take about three tablespoons of pumpkin puree, about eight to 10 ounces of almond milk or your milk of choice. I'm lactose intolerant, so I'm a big almond milk stan. We're also going to take some cinnamon, cardamom, or pumpkin pie spice, or a mix of the blend, um, about an eighth of a teaspoon total. Um, you don't need too much. A little bit will go a long way. And we are going to put that on the stove on a medium heat. And we're going to whisk until the pumpkin's combined. Then, this is important. Don't add this in at the beginning. You want to add this in towards the, like, towards the middle once the pumpkin's mixed in. You're going to take a scoop of brown sugar and you're going to add that in light dark it doesn't matter to me i don't discriminate but you're going to take some brown sugar in and what it's going to do is it's going to add this very luxurious deep flavor that you wouldn't get from granulated sugar because of the molasses in it it's going to be so silky and so smooth and it's just you you can't skip out on it you can't sub white sugar in this situation it has to be brown sugar I promise you, it'll change your life. It'll make such a difference. You're going to heat that until it's combined. Meanwhile, you're going to pull yourself some strong coffee, or um, I'm using my Nespresso, so I'm going to pull some espresso shots, and I'm going to add that to my cup. Then to my espresso, I'm going to add an ounce of Kahlua. Kahlua is a coffee liqueur. You can use any type of coffee liqueur you have on hand. I know that I personally use Kahlua and that a lot of people might have Kahlua on hand. That was the inspiration for this recipe. So I'm using an ounce of Kahlua to really accent that coffee flavor and even deepen it more. And Kahlua has like a sweet property to it as well. That's why we went a little bit lighter on the brown sugar in the main recipe. Next, we are going to add in our warm milk to our Kahlua and our espresso then what we're going to do is we're going to make it a little bit more boozy a little bit more decadent you can use either bailey's irish cream or rum chata i'm using rum chata i think it works really well with the pumpkin and kind of like the cinnamon i think it's just one of those things that it works really well with it so we're going to add an ounce of rum chata or bailey's to the top then 
you're going to top with some whipped cream, add a little bit of pumpkin pie spice on the top for prettiness and color, and then you can sip on that. And here's the thing, you're not going to get drunk off of this. I never said we're going to get drunk, but, you know, just a little morning pick-me-up or mid-afternoon pick-me-up or a 2 a.m. pick-me-up. Drink it whenever you want, but let me tell you, it's going to be delicious. It's going to feel like a warm hug in a cup. You're going to want to throw on your favorite sweater, kick back, put on a blanket, hold this cup of coffee in your hand like you see on Pinterest, have a book in your hand that you may or may not read, turn on Netflix, just setting the vibe, setting the mood. That is what you're going to want to do when you're drinking this. It is going to be so comforting and it's just going to be so delicious. And I hope that you get the chance to make it because let me tell you, it takes pumpkin spice lattes to the next level. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. Moving back kind of into our fall theme, our fall episode, one thing that I love, absolutely love about fall is the fashion. Can we talk about fall fashion for just a hot minute or a hot second? It's going to be a hot take, you know? I'm going to just kind of express my opinions on fall fashion. Let me know what you think. And if you agree, if you disagree, just let me know because I love fall fashion and it's something I'm extremely passionate about. Olives, rusts, browns, camels, tans, blacks, grays, not white, no white after Labor Day, <laughs> but all these kind of neutral earth tones that come out, mustards, oh my god, I love a good mustard, in clothing, and a good Dijon, Grey Poupon preference. Anyways, back to the main gist of the fashion. I love the earth tones, the gritty tones that come out during the fall time. I can say that my Burberry jacket has been screaming to get out of my closet all summer. I have been just staring at it and occasionally I'll open up my closet. I'll just give it a little look and I'll be like, soon, soon. I am so excited for this weather to drop a little bit so then we can bring out the fall fashion because I love all the sweaters, all the denim, all of the jackets. Listen, a jacket can make or break your outfit 
don't let anyone tell you that a jacket isn't important to your outfit. A jacket makes the outfit. Whenever I'm walking down the street, whatever jacket I'm wearing, I always get compliments on because I always cater it to that outfit from that day. I wouldn't wear my Burberry jacket with a mustard color sweater, but would I wear maybe my camel colored jacket with that? Absolutely. It looks so good. Honestly, the mixed match of neutral and earth tones during fall, it just, it makes me so excited. And I'm so excited to expand my fall wardrobe that I can wear on my Zoom and Google calls. You know, I just have to work on buying a bunch of shirts and sweaters because nobody can see the bottom half of you, which is one of my favorite things about doing conference calls nowadays. But not only the fashion is what I'm excited about for fall, but I'm just excited for fall because of the nostalgia. I opened today's podcast with a story about how my siblings and I really kind of made a concrete memory in fall time. But another one of my favorite memories from fall is the Friday Night Lights. Fall, for me, kind of doubling back to our conversation about how people associate spring with a time of new renewal, I associate fall with a time of renewal. And this is why. And I feel like a lot of people might agree with me. And if you don't, it's fine. But here's my rationale. For so long, we were in school, right? And school always began right around August, September. So I think right now, at this point in my life, being two years out of college, I'm still wired to think fall is a time to go back to school, to see everyone again, to begin. It's a commencement of a season rather than the ending of one. I think a lot of people who are in school or who are school adjacent they might see, see fall as the same way. Like a lot of people have like New Year's resolutions that happen whenever we go into a new calendar year. But I think people neglect how important the school year is and how that's also a time of renewal. Because during those three months that you have for your summer break, there's so much that changes. You could, you know, travel the world or you can learn a new skill or you can completely reinvent yourself. And then you come back and you're this new person. Whether it's a big change or a small change, you're different when you come back. And I think that's one of my favorite things about fall. And that's why I see fall as a time of beginning rather than a time of ending. Another thing that I'm super excited about for fall is the food. I love food. I host a food and drink podcast, so I have to have some type of love for food. But I absolutely love the cuisine in fall because all the squashes are in season. So you have your pumpkins, you have your acorn squash, you have your butternut squash, which is amazing roasted and in a soup. You have so many things that you can eat, like warm soup and roasted vegetables and just lattes, teas. I think I consume all of the hot things in fall rather than in winter because by the time I get to winter, I'm kind of like, oh, well, I just ate so much from like Thanksgiving, Christmas to holiday time that I'm going to kind of like cut back and maybe eat a little bit lighter, you know, chicken with vegetables and rice. That was usually my go-to. But in fall, I'm like, okay, I'm finally back with my friends. I'm finally renewing it's time to cut loose it's time to eat all the good food that is in season and one of my favorite recipes to make 
is a brown butter and sage sauce. This sauce is so simple, but it's so delicious. And this is kind of a choose your own adventure because I'm not going to tell you what type of pasta you need to use. A lot of people use ravioli. Some people will use gnocchi. Some people will use penne. You can use whatever pasta you want to use on this. This is truly a choose your own adventure. But I want to tell you a little bit about this sauce because this sauce is so good. It's such a good basis. And a little bit of backstory of why I was inspired to do this sauce is the other day, I was looking for something super quick to eat. So on those days, whenever I need something on my lunch break that is quick, that I don't have to really worry about cooking, I usually turn to my freezer. And Trader Joe's, one of my favorite places on earth, I could probably talk about Trader Joe's for an entire episode. Who knows? I very well might because Trader Joe's is bae. I have a Trader Joe's tote and my freezer is pretty much comprised of all Trader Joe's things and two lean cuisines. And that's it. I'm not exaggerating. I clear out my freezer if I know I'm going to Trader Joe's anytime in the next like week or so. That freezer will be completely empty, ready to be refilled with Trader Joe's products. And the reason why I mention this is because I had this sweet potato gnocchi in a sage and brown butter sauce from Trader Joe's for lunch. And I was like, this is delicious. This is screaming fall vibes. I know how to make this. And I want to share this easy, simple sauce with you because it's so simplistic, but it turns out to be so absolutely delicious. And also it has a little bit of science behind it. And I really like science. Despite my profession, I love science. I think it's so cool, and I love learning why things are the way they are. So I want to talk a little bit about the science behind it as I tell you the recipe. So what you're going to do is you're going to take about half a stick of butter, and here's the thing. It has to be butter. And you're asking, why does it have to be butter? Why can't it be a margarine or a butter alternative? And here's the reason. The reason for this is because of the science. So when you have butter and you put it in a hot surface, you get two products. You get the liquid butter part and then you get milk solids. Milk solids separate from the liquid butter. The liquid butter part is called clarified butter, by the way. Clarified butter has a much higher smoke point than butter that has the milk solids in it because the milk solids tend to burn and caramelize hence brown butter. But whenever you make brown butter, the milk solids are sinking to the bottom of the pan and they start to caramelize and develop this really beautiful nutty flavor, which then flavors the rest of the actual butter that is liquid. It is such a cool process, in my opinion. One thing that people use clarified butter for is to make pancakes. So you just throw your butter in the microwave for about 30 seconds. It separates. You can use that for your pancakes if you still want that butter flavor without the fear of the butter burning. But if you want the brown butter, you need to include the milk solids. And milk solids can only be found in real butter. I suggest using an unsalted butter. You can use salted butter. And I really like Irish butter. That's my preference. You can use whatever type of butter you want. The th reason why I'm advocating for an unsalted butter in this case is because we can control the amount of salt that goes in, and we're also going to be using a salty Italian cheese, Parmigiano Reggiano. So 
I want to be able to control the amount of salt that goes in. And with a salty cheese and salty butter, there is room to oversalt this sauce. And we don't want a super salty sauce. So again, half a stick of butter into your pan. You're going to turn your pan on about a medium heat. And you are going to cook it for about three to five minutes until you see the milk solid starting to brown. Then you want to add in the sage and you want to cook the sage for about a minute. You really want it to get nice and kind of fried and crispy. Um, you can go with any amount of sage. I'm going to recommend probably about six to eight leaves. You could do more if you really like sage. You could do less if you want a little less sage forward. It is completely up to you. Choose your own adventure. You're going to cook the sage with the butter and then you're going to add in whatever pasta you're using and Add it directly in. There's no need to drain it. Add it in from the pot that you're boiling in it because we want a little bit of that excess pasta water to come with it. Then you're going to cook it all until your sauce is nice and beautiful and glossy. And what we're going to do is we're going to add a little bit of Parmigiano-Reggiano. Funny thing is I learned how to pronounce that correctly from Jeremy Sheck. Thank you. You're the goat. But you're going to add a little bit of Parmigiano-Reggiano into your sauce you can add a little bit of red pepper flake if you want a little bit of spice or you could go with regular black ground pepper make sure you fresh crack it it's so much better i promise and that's your sauce it is such a versatile sauce and brown butter once you learn how to make brown butter and the reason why i wanted to do a brown butter sage sauce is because it taught you the fundamental of making brown butter because one of my favorite things to make on this planet are brown butter chocolate chip cookies they are the absolute best. Maybe around Christmas time, I'll teach you how to make them so you can send them out for Santa this year. Anyways, that's the recipe. It is absolutely delicious, and it comes together so quickly. It is such a low-effort weeknight sauce that you just have to have the ingredients on hand, and there's no chopping. There's only a little bit of grating of Parmigiano, but it's so easy, and it's so low-effort and so low-impact. And it's absolutely delicious because you're using good quality ingredients. You're cooking them with good technique. And then you get something very simple but beautiful at the end. And also the crispy sage leaves. Can we just talk about them? They are absolutely delicious. And sage is just such a fall flavor because one thing that I really think about sage is with like Thanksgiving stuffing and with turkey. I think of sage a lot in that respect. So I'm trying to bring the sage to another time other than just that use of it anyways i digress that is our brown butter sage sauce give it a try you'll probably love it if you are vegan i am so sorry enjoy the spiked pumpkin spice latte trust me i will have recipes that we can veganize for us in the future or if you have a vegan version let me know because that sounds like it would be delicious as well you know? Anyways, I want to get back to fall and share a couple more thoughts before we close out this episode. So I gave you a couple of fall ideas thus far. You know, picnics in the park, fall foliage drives, but what are some things that you can do without leaving your house? Well, you can make these recipes or you can knit a beautiful scarf or sweater. I bought some new knitting needles and some new yarn. Michael's is always having a sale, so if you're trying to get into knitting, Now's the time. Fall is the perfect time. So then you have this stuff ready for winter. You can start on a new project. 
I'm painting my apartment this weekend. I'm super excited for it. That's one thing that I'm using fall as an excuse for, because again, for me, fall is a time of beginning and a time of renewal and a time for change. And I think right now, the change I'm seeking is within my living space. So I'm making a change about it and I'm getting to find more projects to tackle. I think fall is such a neglected time. We're always so busy because fall is like the start of the holiday shopping season. It's the end of summer. But let's not forget to enjoy the good bits and the little parts and the little moments, whether it's walking past a tree and seeing that it went from green to orange and brown and yellow and red, whether it's watching a sunset or sitting by a bonfire and just enjoying the crisp fall air, whether it's taking that first sip of hot apple cider on a cold day or going to a corn maze or going to a pumpkin patch or decorating your apartment, make sure that we're still appreciating the little things that this season has to offer. I think it's so important to cherish these little things and to fall in love with fall all over again. Every year I'm so amazed whenever I see that first tree turn because it's a reminder to myself change is okay and change is welcome and change doesn't necessarily mean anything bad change is good just because the leaves are falling off the tree they'll grow back next year sometimes you need to let things fizzle out and sizzle out in order to make room for the next big thing and i think whenever one door closes open a window or keep the door closed and keep the window closed and start burning your favorite fall candle which in this case, mine is anything marshmallow or anything that has a pancake smell to it. But I hope that you enjoyed our time together and that you take some time to really just appreciate the beauty within yourself and the beauty happening outside in these next couple weeks. Things are going to be changing really rapidly, really quickly, and we are living in such a different landscape than we've ever lived in before. But I believe that with a little bit of perseverance, a little bit of adaption to change, and a little bit of love and light within ourselves, we're going to make it through. We're going to get through this fall season, and I'm so happy that you stayed till the end. But I'm signing off, and I'll see you later. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Cause this podcast is new We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud My name is Miles That's all for now